Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. is the main event marks podcast brought to you by the belly up unhinged radio network sports i am your first host lifelong wrestling fan former radio guy and cat dad i am troy and with me as always is the wwe walking wrestling encyclopedia the main event collector and the figure hunting warrior he is the aj styles to my christian cage he is greg what's up greg go georgia yes uh, it's <laughs> Hey, it's better than a, you know, a lot of other teams you could have said, but well, you know, you're, oh yeah, no. Hey, you're, you're AJ Styles because you're simply phenomenal and I'm Christian Cage because that's how I roll. I and really today, And today, wow, that's a, uh, that's a different kind of role that we're not going to get into. <laughs> but today, ladies and gents, we are diving into our second stop of the year on the TNA 2007 train. It is one of the most favorite years of Greg and I in our TNA fandom 2007. We're going through every event throughout the year as long as we can find them. And, uh, well, this may not have been the best show of the year, but I don't feel from what I remember and from what I see, I don't think there was a stinker of a show this year. I mean, am I wrong? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, even this I mean, one, I would. I, honestly, I can't think of any bad ones. There might have been, but off the top of my head, no. I feel like this was definitely a throwaway pay-per-view for the most part. Uh, I feel like there were a few things on the show that, I don't know, should have been relegated to just impact and you didn't have to pay for it on pay-per-view to see. But for the most part, there was enough good stuff on the show. Where I, I mean, if I would have spent, what, 30 bucks on it, I wouldn't have feel like felt like i wasted my money at all oh well, i think and, i bought them all too yeah so i was gonna say I, I assume that you felt like you got value for your dollar i think i did yeah and, uh, uh lockdown was probably the best one i think yeah. for as much for as much crap as everybody talks about 
the lockdown shows and whatever. And I mean, you know, there's some valid criticism to a show that's all cage matches and whatnot. However, I always had fun with lockdown and I always kind of look forward to them. So. Also, that was kind of original at the time, too. Yeah, right. Uh, what was do you remember off the top of your head? I don't think it was this year. It might have been uh, the, the year where they had the electrified steel cage with Team 3D and LAX. That might have been powerful glory. Was it? I thought no, it was. I think it was locked down. No, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, it might have been. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. Because the only reason I bring that up is because while we're talking about it, is we, I was listening to, uh, and you're going to be like, why? But I was listening to Jim Cornette talk about uh, Bully Ray earlier, and he brought up the electrified steel cage, and he said that. Yeah, Bully Ray, I heard it. it was about the Moxley. Yeah. Apologizing thing, and he wanted Bully Ray apologize for that, right? Yeah, yeah, because Bully Ray apparently was like right in, like the camera was right up on him, and he yelled the f word really loud, and Jeff Jarrett freaked out, and was like, "Oh my God, he's like, even though we're, even though they were on pay per view, he's like, our sponsors aren't gonna like that, and and uh, you know the the we don't need to be putting that out there for the fans at home, and blah blah blah." Yeah, man, you got you got three or four sponsors to please, man. You better not be dropping the bombs. I know, including that you know guy who advertises country albums on the ring skirts right oh yeah was that a guy i thought it was a girl <laughs> it might have been i have I, I don't even remember i just know that you had asked me you were like who the hell is that and i'm like i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, but I mean, yeah i'm not sure to popular belief i'm a white guy but i do not like country music <laughs> hey you're only half white it's okay i don't like mariachi music either so yeah, i guess I i'm offending I, both oh. sides of my family <laughs> Yeah, it's like, hey, I, you know, I, I'm an equal opportunity pisser offer. <laughs> right. But today we're talking about TNA Against All Odds 2007. There's a lot to talk about, a lot to get into. But first, we're going to take a time out to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Fanatics. Get all your officially licensed sports gear with Fanatics at Fanatics.com. Click the link down in the podcast description and let them know that the main event marks and burns sent you. Also, we are sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code at checkout. It's Main Event Marks. It's all one word for 15% off your order. That's Main Event Marks. Also, we are back on Burns. It is the Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports it is the relaunch of the Unhinged Sports Network. We are live every single Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time now, 6 p.m. Pacific. If you go to tikilive.com forward slash channel forward slash burns. Again, we go live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on tikilive.com forward slash channel forward slash burns. That's Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. T-I-K-I live dot com forward slash channel forward slash B-U-R-N-S. That does it for that. We're going to get into our first break. And on the other end of this, we're going to dive into the news and notes right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble! 
in your new Main Event Marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about axonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Axonics therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. We're back. News and notes time from February of 2007. The Battle of the Billionaires will heat up on Monday, February 12th, when the two billionaires of uh, Vince McMahon and Donald Trump grace a WWE ring for the first time ever. Donald Trump will be at Raw to make Mr. McMahon a potentially life-changing proposal. Didn't he – wasn't the storyline that he was trying to buy WWE or or he bought Raw or, or something? bought Raw, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and this would lead into – was it WrestleMania 23, Battle, Battle of the Billionaires? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, mm-hmm. 
Donald Trump had uh, Bobby Lashley as his representative. Vince McMahon had Umaga as his representative. Umaga. Yeah. <laughs> I love how William Regal always put that phantom N in his name. Umanga. Whatever. Umanga. Yeah. And that, that uh, I don't know, that that WrestleMania, I, I don't think it was, I, I think it was a pretty decent WrestleMania. I can't, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. It but. was okay. We'll have to review it sometime in the future, but uh, that's not one of them where I'm like, ooh, we got to jump on that one. Well, I mean, they did have Kane versus Great Khali. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, man. That, that's the one that put the asses in the seats, man. <laughs> Real match, folks. <laughs> this one is a little uh, sad just because the guy's passed away since then uh, from stuff related to this. But apparently, Andrew Test Martin has been suspended. Test has been pulled off the road due to the WWE wellness policy. This is the first WWE wellness policy violation since September, at least that we know of. The policy calls for talent to be suspended for 30 uh, days wait, wait. Should, they fa- <laughs> yeah, should they fail a drug test. So, from what I heard, that's why he finally got canned and went to TNA for, what, a week? Two weeks? Coffee? Yeah, basically. I remember he popped up in TNA, and I was like, oh, asked. Okay. Dude, he popped up, and he was, like, bigger than ever. And not, like, I in know. a good way. Yep, I know. Wasn't there an episode of ECW, or multiple episodes of ECW, where they the fans chanted something about steroids at that test? You're on steroids or something? Probably. I don't remember, but that sounds remember- like some crap those... I mean, they weren't really savvy fans. They weren't WWE people, but still, they were trying yeah, to be. So that counts. Because he made like a return. Because he was gone for a while, he made a return to ECW, and the fans were chanting like "You're on steroids" or something like that. I just, I'm like, oh damn. I mean, they weren't wrong, but uh, okay, they weren't incorrect, but they were wrong. <laughs> Here's a funny story again. Looking at you know where we are nowadays and where this guy is. Thomas Penmanship, the future Tommaso Ciampa from Chaotic Wrestling, was recently signed to WWE and sent to Ohio Valley Wrestling in Louisville. What was his name? Thomas Penmanship. <laughs> wow. No excuse if you ever have, like, bad handwriting, huh? Yeah, right. It's like, how did, like, your penmanship sucks, penmanship. His real name is not that, by the way, if anybody's wondering. His real first name is Tommaso. I can't remember the rest of his name is off the top of my head. It's a but... shoot name, bro. Bro. No, nobody can relate with that name, bro. Who, who the hell is named Tommaso? Nobody oh. cares about an Italian, bro. Oops. <laughs> it, wow. <laughs> it's uh, Tommaso. Wait, no. I... Tommaso Whitney it... is his real name. Uh, isn't Russo Italian? Yes. <laughs> so I said that, yeah. Oh, good lord. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I'm Italian, bro, and I know no one cares about Italians, bro. Is Whitney Italian? I don't know. <laughs> Michelle McCool made her WWE return at a recent show. Michelle, Jillian, and Rebecca lost to Kelly Kelly in a Diva Best Body Contest. Oh, well, <sighs> you know, no shame there, I guess. <laughs> hey, you can't win them all, all right? But you know what? There are no losers in that one, Greg. <laughs> She's <laughs> Louise. I, can you like fathom them trying to do something like that in today's era? 
the internet would like break with the crying. They're judging yeah. women's bodies on Raw. My God. Oh. <laughs> How about we do that to men? Like, well, I mean, that's what the weightlifting stop is for, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, uh, uh, well, these, well, every single time they have a match, there you go. Boom, shut up. Well, didn't they have multiple, like, pose-down contests in WWE? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. Uh, speaking of divas, and up, on an upcoming SmackDown, the beautiful Ashley will unveil her Playboy cover to the WWE fans. Yep, I uh, remember that. Well, I mean, uh, I remember when this came out. I've never seen it ever in my life. And uh, yeah, anyway. I have no desire to since she's passed away. It's just weird. So. Yeah, that's two people that have passed away that we've talked about. Yeah. That's sad. And this is only 2007. Hasn't even been two decades yet. Fifteen years, man. I was talking to um, uh, my buddies in the group about past WrestleManias. And uh, what's sad is I think we said WrestleMania 7 is the last WrestleMania where the main event people are all still alive. Wow. That's sad. It's the the earliest one. So basically from 6 to 1, someone's passed away. Man, it's horrible to think about. I don't know how that came up. We're not. Don't get me wrong. We're not like sick and thinking about death. It just came up as a fact. I'm like, wow, that sucks, man. Yeah, I mean, you can't help but think about it when you're watching those old shows. Like, ah, he's passed away. He's passed away. She's passed away. Mm. Like, it sucks. And, and you see it more obviously because we cover retro stuff, so we see this kind of stuff weekly. The Pro Wrestling Torch is reporting that. While overall feedback of the current ECW product has been less than stellar, there are no plans to no. discontinue. <laughs> there are no plans to discontinue the brand as of now. I remember why I put this story in here because I thought it was funny. I just want to hear your reaction to it. Like ha ha funny or yes, <laughs> uh, the 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 first one. But I just want to hear your reaction to this. It should be noted that Vince McMahon hasn't been very excited about the brand until recently, and he is reportedly determined to keep it around throughout 2007 and at least through the next December to December pay-per-view event. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're buying another one? <laughs> yeah. Good uh, Lord. Well, that's you know, like, that's like you know, planning the Titanic to sink again, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, well. Uh, that's that's like saying on well, the last time I ate all this Indian food, I just had a huge blowout and just messed my pants. <laughs> Maybe the second time will be better. I just got to build up a tolerance. But oh, I, think, one imp- I think Troy just told the world that he can't handle Indian food. Uh, I will say this. I don't, I don't think I've ever had like from an actual Indian restaurant, Indian food. I've made it at home and it, I've been fine with it so far. But uh, one important fact. It's a little right? so far that I, I caught on to. Okay, moving on. <laughs> one important factor right now is that Wrestling Society X on MTV is airing head to head with ECW on Sci Fi for the last 30 minutes of the show. This new factor has reportedly reignited McMahon's interest in the brand, and it could clearly be seen in, on the past week's edition of ECW featuring ECW champion Bobby Lashley against Hardcore Holly. This match began five years before. <laughs> what? You want to hook some viewers? That's what you gave me. I love Lashley. Don't get me wrong. But like back then, that's what you want to give them to hook viewers? Lashley versus 
Hardcore Holly. Yep. Uh, the match began five minutes before Wrestling Society X was to start and went commercial free until its end. Another example is McMahon himself showing up on ECW TV for the past two weeks, which also happened to be the first two weeks that WSX debuted on MTV. So this is why Vince becomes ECW champion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Greg, he saw Wrestling Society X as competition, man. Oh, like, yeah. Clearly. <laughs> like, it was it, like, I, I, I don't even know why we're having to discuss this. OK, it was clearly competition that 30 minutes. You're right. You're right. I, I withdraw. I withdraw. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just. Oh, my gosh. This was so stupid. The fact that they're even like pitching that as a possibility is like mind boggling. Did idiot write this? This was from. uh Wrestling Inc. Yeah, WrestlingInc.com. So it was not Uncle Dave. I mean, they could have pulled it from Uncle Dave. I don't know, but the Rocks movie. Well, I, pee, I pee next to Uncle Dave. There's not much pulling going on. Let's go on, anyways. Good lord. Uh, the Rocks I movie Gridiron Gang <laughs> finished number one in DVD sales and rentals last week. Ha! You remember movie rentals? What the hell's a DVD? <laughs> right. Uh, it made over $5.2 million. Meanwhile, John Cena's movie, The Marine, is the number one DVD rental in the United States. The movie is at the top of the home media magazine video rentals chart for the week, earning an estimated $6.3 million. Yeah, that was uh, John yeah, Cena's first role. His Marine was okay, but I thought The Mrs. was better. Never cared to watch The Mrs. Marine. <laughs> it was pretty good. I, I I stopped ever because you remember the second Marine was Ted DiBiase. <laughs> yeah, that one blew. But if you're going to stop because of that, you're really doing yourself an injustice. This is a good one. That's not why I Miz stopped. is actually just, good actor. I've honestly never seen. I don't think I've ever seen the Miz act outside of WWE. Like, well, if we all get not, our way, he's going to be Johnny Cage in the new Mortal Kombat, which I'm looking <laughs> for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think he would do a bad job, but. Then again, he would he have to, be able to do Cage. the splits. <laughs> well, there is yeah, that. Yeah, so I, I don't know if he's uh, if he's gonna fit the bill for that one, man. But we'll see. He's got the look, bro. Good Lord. How'd you get that one? Wasn't, <laughs> I always get it in. Uh, Gridiron Diggity. Gang. I don't remember. Like, it, it was it was a good movie. It's just not one of them where I'm like, oh, dude, you remember? You know, when you're thinking about the rocks filmography you're not like oh, dude do you remember gridiron gang like that was so good i thought yeah, it was pretty I mean, decent though i thought his, his only good early movie was the rundown i thought dude that was awesome i like i love that movie sean williams scott and christopher walken dude uh, simpler in it dude take my money <laughs> damn right man uh, that yeah the uh the scorpion king kind of sucked well, the Tooth Fairy sucked. Well, well, I guess if you're talking Everything about Everything after role, The Mummy 1 sucked, okay? But that's a different story. That's that's true. I used to like The Mummy 2, and then I, like... Mummy 2 was, it, it was decent. I mean, it's tolerable, but... Well, the thing yeah. is, I, I liked it as a kid when it first came out, and then I watched it again as an adult, like, a couple of years ago, and I was like, why did I ever like this? This movie sucks. <laughs> I, I mean, compared to three, it's a masterpiece. But I mean, it, if it you stop sucks. at the first one, if you stop at the first one, dude, it's a freaking classic. It holds up to this day. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I, then I, takes a nosedive after that. 
I know. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, uh, besides uh, the rundown, another early rock movie that I really liked was The Game Plan. That one was really good. Uh, oh, yeah, experimenting all the uh, hot movie stars in, com- in uh, family roles, right? Because right before yeah. that, Vin Diesel, no coincidence, did the pacifier. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> that was... Yeah. That one wasn't bad either. I liked uh, what's his name from Everybody Loves Raymond. I love that guy. He's, he's hilarious. The, oh, the one the, the big dude. Brother. Just, yeah. No, he yeah, was the principal. Oh, yeah, the, the brother in that. Yeah. Uh, what's his yeah, name? he played uh, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. Has yeah, it? Brad Garrett. Mm, yeah, yeah, he's in he's all hilarious. those Jimmy John's commercials now. Yes. Yeah. I think I it's the only that just gets me. <laughs> he's hilarious. <laughs> right. A new Jack has opened a wrestling training school in Richmond, Virginia. Bring your own pizza cutter. <laughs> That's uh, a first line is enough to get you. But <laughs> check this out. The press we release. We need to go on. Let's just move on now. We, you know, that's it, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that, you know, that that's just the setup, Greg. Here's the punchline. Oh, good the pre- Lord. The press release said, quote, we are in a 5,000 square foot facility. If you want to get into into the wrestling business, or excuse me, into the business, you got to be trained by someone who knows old school, new school, and everything in between, and that's me. End quote. Um, uh, look, I don't like speaking to the dead, so <sighs> I know this is a this is a touchy subject no. because he's he's passed away, but just wow, he he was not a good wrestler ever. Sorry, I'm not gonna. If you thought he was, he's dead. I just. No, there's a difference between speaking ill of the dead and being honest. Like if if you said this stuff when somebody's alive, it's not like we're saying ah, he was a horrible piece of crap and he deserved to die. We're saying he was a bad wrestler. And well, that would, calling him a wrestler is already a stretch with this whole conversation. But <laughs> right. He, hey, he's just above Necro Butcher. All right. I'm saying what just. That say? Exactly. That's what I that's what I'm getting at. You mean the crown jewel of the embassy? Oh, my God. Yeah. Good grief. <laughs> I like getting that in there every single time I can because, like, wow. Of course. The only thing, like, the two things I will always remember about the Necro Butcher, the second one I, I never actually saw for myself. Thank God. I just heard stories about it. But the first one was the fact that he was actually in that movie, The Wrestler. Uh, just, wow. Uh, but the second well, thing. Well, have you seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. His role is actually it accomplished what it needs to accomplish, in my opinion. Yeah, true. It's just the fact that he's in the movie. He's just like, duh. Well, they need uh, a cheap talent. Other... And Ring of Water's cheap. What can I say? He needed a payday. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'll, I'll always remember about him is just a story I heard. I heard because I used to do production at a local uh, indie promotion here in Ohio. And somebody worked as security for the Gathering of the Juggalos wrestling event. And... Necro Butcher was on the card, and apparently he had a, he snapped his leg to the point where like it was bone was sticking through, and the guy was security around the ring, and he looked he like happened to look over his shoulder at the ring and saw it, and he was like, "Go home, go home." Oh, good lord! Like, that's right. There was Sabu uh, uh, super gluing his wounds shut, man. Yeah. It's like uh, somebody snaps their leg like that. It's like, um, yeah, take it home, man. Yikes. Take him to the medical facility. 
mother of God. Uh, pour some Fago on it. You'll be all right. <laughs> uh, Sean Waltman and former WWE diva Ryan Shamrock, real name Alicia Webb, were guests on Friday's Bubba the Love Sponge radio show. Because we can't go through can't a, have a pod with- <laughs> we can't go through a podcast around this era without mentioning that. Hell no. I think we've gotten him in once a show this year so far. I know. It's pathetic. Uh, but yeah, you picked the topic. But I digress. Move on. I know. <laughs> uh, but in the interview, Waltman and Webb revealed that they are indeed an item on WWE television. Webb was the sister of Ken Shamrock, but in real life they were dating, allegedly. Also in the interview. That's not creepy at all. Yeah. I think they started dating later on because. uh, I don't care. No, it's weird. Well, because Bruce Pritchard said that they were uh, she was dating a club owner or something. And that's how they got her to begin with. I I don't know. But anyway, uh, also in the interview, Waltman said that his former girlfriend, Joni, and I guess she was going by the name China Doll at the time. So Joni Lauer. Uh, at one time, dated Ed Leslie. And you know who that is, Greg? Brutus? Brutus. F.N. Barbara Buchanan. Damn right. Uh, even though she denies it. So apparently she says, never happened. He says, oh, yeah, China got her some beaver. I mean, uh, you know, you'd be lucky to get a piece of that, right? Uh, which one? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to run away from this as quickly as possible into the TNA stuff here. TNA actually from this TNA. Yes. Good Lord. (laughs) TNA actually informed ring of honor in late 2006 that they would no longer allow Samoa Joe to be an ROH regular. It is now believed that Christopher Daniels, Austin Aries and homicide will not be ROH regulars by the end of 2007. And they stuck to that that. relationship. Yeah, when I say yeah. that, I never knew they were. I never knew they were going back or back and forth or whatever. Yeah, they had a working relationship with ROH for the longest time, which is why. I mean, uh, do you remember when they had Roderick Strong for a little while? I do. Yeah. Yeah, he was going back and forth. Alex Shelley was because he was in the, he was in the Embassy. Uh, Austin Aries and Roderick Strong were but in Generation Next. He wasn't the he wasn't the crown jewel though. I think he was the original crown jewel of the embassy or yeah, I think cause they, they changed okay, well, it see, like now that makes three sense. times <laughs> and then they, and then they made it, I want to say they made it Necro Butcher second or third. I know at one point it was Tommaso Ciampa. So again, it makes sense. <laughs> right. But either way that, uh, yeah, they, they had a bunch of people going back and forth for a couple of years. Daniels, Joe, Aries, strong homicide but yeah so eventually tna then severed they that all, then they all just rested in tna except for strong yeah strong ended up saying nah and he went back to roh and actually austin aries did too because if you remember after the austin like i think it was but by 08 he went back to ring of honor i think and he was there for years until he finally came back because um he was austin. the austin star well, no, he, he was the Austin star here. And then remember, he left for a while and then came back yeah. to Austin Aries again. Yeah. So he left here because he didn't like the Austin star and he didn't want to change his name and whatever. I thought that was his idea. Uh, I don't know, because he went back to Ring of Honor as himself. But he completely changed his gimmick to basically be like the Austin star. 
So it's like, yeah, because uh, Mike Tanay said it was all his idea. Huh. I think, I think he had said something about they made him come up with a new name or whatever, so he picked that. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know who to believe because not like Austin Aries is the most uh, reliable of sources. I mean, unless you're a vegan. And I'm <laughs> not making fun of veganism, by the way. He literally says that if you eat meat, he doesn't like you. That's, you know, not discriminatory or anything. Oh, well, then. <laughs> this is real. Look it up. If you won't believe me. He needs to eat a steak, get laid, and shut the F up. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> you said that uh, John Morrison said something like that. Yeah, to uh, I think it was Morrison. Yeah, it was after the whole Bound for Glory thing, which, yeah. go look it up. That's too much in the weeds. <laughs> yeah, I said if he would uh, just go eat a steak, he would may- maybe he wouldn't be such a jerk or whatever. <laughs> or, or he'd cheer up. One of our listeners is going to message me that he agrees with that. Hell yeah. <laughs> TNAWrestlingNews.com is reporting that TNA was impressed with the heartthrobs ring entrance during a recent tryout, but they weren't impressed with them in the ring. You remember Who was impressed, TNA? Yeah. So this was supposed to be. Yes. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They, they were trying to put them like with the months. They tried to put him with Christy Hemi, if I remember right. In TNA? And they, yeah, and they called him the Heartbreakers, I believe. Yeah, that was it. So maybe this was wrong because I was. Were they? Were they? Were they the dicks? I forget. No, that was the 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 heartthrobs looked like. Um, they almost looked like no, I, uh, Robbie yeah. Robert Stone. Yeah, I know they look like, but I'm trying to figure out, were they that tag team, the Dicks, before? No, no, the Dicks were too totally, like, they were kind of, they were short, but they were jacked up dudes. They were, they were different. So, I'm like today's years old when I realized that. I thought they were the same team. No. Yeah, the, well, the Dicks actually went to, I, I think they went to TNA for a, a second as well. I I could be wrong on that. I know the Gemini we talked about were there, as they were the Johnsons, and they literally dressed like phalluses. So, hey, I got in the word phallus. What is that fool? <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's massaging uh, Kenny's shoulders, man. You know, making oh. sure he can heal up. Uh, Brandon Brandon Cutler comes in and sprays that cold spray on his shoulders, and then Don Phallus <laughs> massages him, makes him feel better. Getting him oh in my god! Posi- getting him in uh, peak uh, peak performance shape again. And at night, he yeah, sleeps in one of those. wrestler of the last 20,000 years, yes. Exactly. And at night, he sleeps in one of those pods like uh, like uh, Boba Fett. <laughs> oh, my God. The, uh, back to Tank. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's a nerd, so you might maybe be too far past him to do this. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't say that as mockingly either. I love the Boba Fett show. If, you have, if no one's watching that, go watch that show. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I I still don't think it's quite as good as uh, The Mandalorian, but it's still good. Definitely worth a watch. If you love Boba Fett, you know, you'll it, it fills in some some holes that you're like, ah, OK. Rob Van Dam's current WWE contract includes a two hundred fifty thousand dollar downside guarantee. But obviously he makes more with merchandise. Uncle Dave is reporting that RVD has, oh, a, has a standing offer from all Japan pro wrestling. RVD has said that. He will make his decision based on money. Huh. Uh, hmm. Oh, he went to the Kevin Nash school of uh, negotiating, didn't he? Yeah. 
It's like, really? Was, was WWE really going to bat an eye at that? It's like, hey, I have a standing offer from all Japan, okay? In 2007. Like, who the gives other a crap? Japan, the other Japan. <laughs> right. <laughs> at this point, it was like, okay. Name, name one person on the roster. I dare you. I freaking dare you. I mean, nowadays, oh, um, maybe. You know, what's even, his name? Yeah. I, I, hey, I'll bet you that, uh, you know, more than 50% of their roster is Japanese. Uh, you know, I know that. <laughs> Real question. Can you name one person on that roster right now? All Japan? No. I, I couldn't really, either. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're really I, – I know they're a big deal in Japan, but outside of Japan, they haven't really marketed. I mean, Noah is just yeah, now even though, starting to get out. Even over in Japan, they're the other company as we speak. Yeah, it didn't used to be that way, but it, it is now. It's It's been that way since probably the early 2000s. I don't know if anybody knows any anything about them that, you know, if, if anything I'm saying is wrong and, you know, for sure, go ahead and let me know. We got corrected. And I'll say that this is the proper way to do it. We got corrected on something on Twitter uh, this past week by somebody who listens to the show. He actually hit me up. It was like, hey, just so you know, because uh, we were talking about the Royal Rumble taking place on Saturday. He said, this is actually the third time the Royal Rumble has ever taken place on a Saturday. And then he named the two other years that has happened. And he's like, yeah, so you know, I believe 1990 was one of them, right? I feel like that was, I, it came to me afterward. Uh, 92 and 90, 90, okay, something like that. Yeah. I knew it was one of something like that. Yeah. It was, they were both in the 90s. Um, but yeah, he, he said that. And I was like, hey, thanks for, you know, letting me know. I, you know, I appreciate you listening and, and the correction. I said we actually like to imagine, be corrected. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah. Someone with with respect. Oh my God, it's. I know. It's not somebody that weird tells time. Us. Yeah, not somebody that messages us and goes, "Oh my God, you're so stupid. I can't believe you have this stupid show and you don't know anything." Like, oh well, excuse you know, the f out of me. When when you tell me that too, though, I'm like, I actually am glad I was wrong on that. That means I'm not old enough to remember every little thing. Makes me feel right. a little younger. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. So whoever said that, far. thank you. I mean that. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, Brian Gerwitz, head writer of Raw, reportedly decided to, decided to give Super Crazy a push after watching Nacho Libre. Wow, that's not racist at all. <laughs> it's just, God dang it. I don't even know how to take that, man. Like, <laughs> wow. For anybody that doesn't know. Hey, Super Crazy was good, though. It's not like he was just like, Let's just grab a random mixing guy and push him. Super crazy is really damn good. So, oh, we, yeah, we acknowledge sure. that at least. Um, so, it's not like they just decided to pick any random guy. So, and at least they didn't give him a gimmick like freaking Nacho Libre. That would have been ridiculous. Yes, but, you know, show of virtual hands, who shocks that they didn't? Because I kind of am. Yeah, I definitely am. <laughs> Apparently, Branger Wits likes that kind of stuff, you know, like comedy haha stuff. Like, that's why I. I think he's the one that always used to write for uh, like the Edge and Christian comedy skits and whatever, because that was his favorite. And he actually he doesn't work for WWE anymore because he's the, I think, personal assistant or, you know, whatever for The Rock. And he like checks his uh, I think he checks the scripts and whatever he so he's like the number the uh, the right hand man for The Rock for his uh, production company. So that's he must be like totally legit if that's his job. (laughs) 
Yeah, him and The Rock were apparently really good friends. So, and The Rock respected him his uh his writing. So clearly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, last story I got here. While she, while she will be making her in-ring debut at uh, for TNA at tonight's Against All Odds pay-per-view, there are said to be some plans in the works to have Christy Hemi become a manager of a tag team that goes against the Voodoo Kin Mafia. Oh, I mean, we know that's going to work out. And I was like, uh, we could have <laughs> saw that from two miles away. Like, good lord, duh. I mean, wants to get infected tonight. Was that around this time, or was that like way later? It's right after. It's right after this, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rest in peace to Jimmy Ray, by the way. That's sad. Yeah, I know. His girlfriend, fiance, or whatever, always post stuff about him on social media. It's sad. But that does it for the news and notes. I guess we're going to take our next break. When we come back on the other side of this, we're going to dive into the pay-per-view at hand after this break. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom, and the love of the game, and where that leads you in this this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF, athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. It's TNA Against All Odds 2007. The date, February 11th, 2007, from the TNA Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. Attendance, 900 people. 
Yeah. So just sell it all, right? Nah, I, well, they, they've crammed 1100 in there before, so. Okay, but part of the joke is you can't sell it out if the tickets are free. Uh, I always remember that. Yeah. <laughs> well, did they do that for pay-per-views too? I would think. Uh, yeah, maybe they... I, I have a, I have a source. No, not to sound important. He used to go to all the pay-per-views because <laughs> he holds a, um, a um, season pass to Universal. All you had to do was be in line. Like you, wow. getting in was dependent on if, if, if the line, if where you were in line could fit in the seats. Yeah. Wow. Now I do believe there were certain exceptions. But like for like big events, but I don't think this was considered a big event. No, and there were occasions where they would. I, I don't. Had they started traveling for pay per views yet? Because I know. Yeah, they, they definitely did because Battle for Six was in Michigan. That was the whole thing with the, oh, yeah, the Juggalos right. sting and the face paint. Remember? <laughs> that's right. Now in the archives, by the way, Battle for Glory 2006. So yeah, I, I good event. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. This one, the pay-per-view buy rates for this are, were reported at twenty-three thousand. So, I was wondering. <sighs> yeah, that's. I mean, it's not horrible, not great, but not horrible. I we disagree. Have, I think it was brutally ugly, but whatever. Well, for I mean, yeah, compared to anything WWE was doing at this time, yes, that was absolutely horrible. But there were no other wrestling promotions doing anywhere close to this at this time so i i guess it's decent <sighs> again you're being very generous but i respect that about you booker man. hey like like i'm like i'm saying man it's you know it, you can't compare it to wwe because nobody was even in the same stratosphere as them at this point so compared to any other companies out there this was the best you got for the time i couldn't even say off the top of my head ring of water was doing pay-per-views at this time no, they weren't. I don't think they were. No, they they weren't even doing internet pay per views yet. So I don't think internet pay per view thing was a thing yet, was it? Now that I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't think so because I think they started. I find doing myself on not doing stuff like that again to hide my age. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think they were. I think they started doing i pay per views once uh, Cornette was there because he he had talked about it. So. Oh, effort. <laughs> uh, but either way. We have cage dancing women at ringside for this one. Reminds me of classic TNA. <laughs> because the opening <laughs> match. I see the, I see the pun. Ah, yeah, yeah right. Bill Lonton. They'll be here all week. <laughs> we open up with LAX, Homicide and Hernandez, with Conan taking on Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon, in a Little Italy street fight. This one went about nine and a half minutes. Conan. I like to call back. this the real LAX, by the way. Yeah, of course. This is this is the, the one I remember. The other ones were just like it was like homicide with interchangeable Hispanic. <laughs> that was literally it. And now, uh, uh, as we speak, it looks like AEW's putting back or putting together the fake LAX. Uh, was uh, well, yeah, I saw that uh, Santana and Ortiz are breaking away from the inner circle. Are the recording? Yes, yeah, looks like they're breaking away, but but what they. Well, we didn't see because I don't think they showed it, but like Homicide's kind of been courting them. So. Ah. Not okay. Homicide, sorry. Uh, not Homicide, like Eddie Kingston has been courting them oh. a little bit, so. Yeah, okay. But yeah, that's right. They were, he was, didn't he lead them for a bit in Impact? I think so, yeah. And then Conan brought back the real LAX. That's right. And that was kind of fun. Yeah, I, rem- I remember that. Yeah, that was that was pretty sweet. But Conan gets wheeled out in a wheelchair because he just came off a of hip surgery. 
And when Team 3D is distracted by him, LAX jump him from behind. Brother Ray almost gets a lap dance by one of the cage dancers at one point. That was weird. Uh, Homicide uses a pizza cutter on Devon. Why is that the second time we got a pizza cutter reference in? And Brother Ray uses a cheese grater on Homicide. And Anarchia and some other random, quote, members of the Latino nation (laughs) jump Brother Ray, and he dumps them out. By the way, they cover Anarchia's face, but it's clearly him. He's the only one wearing Puerto Rican flags, and I mean, am I wrong? Was that him? I'm pretty sure it was him. Yeah, but they, I'm pretty sure it's revealed to be on impact a couple nights later. Oh, is it? I thought he was already there and left, but okay. I think he yeah. was hurt. Okay. Yeah, because they just keep calling him a member of the Latino nation. I'm like, what? Because at first, in my notes, I just put random Hispanic guys. <laughs> and then, then <laughs> nation, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and then this makes freaking, no sense. Yeah, and then Mike, yeah, Mike Tanay starts calling them members of the Latino nation, and I'm like, what the? F-? Okay, I think my I think my dad's part of Latino nation. Then, if that's a thing. <laughs> I mean, it's. I will say it's better than what I had in my notes for putting random Hispanics. So, you know, whatever. Well, they them. did that a couple times, though. I mean, you know, like if somebody had like brown skin, up. Oh, you know, they're working with LAX. Do you remember that when they had like their whole, it's like a huge group. Oh. They would be again, yeah. but not like it wouldn't carry over for a while. I mean, it would just be the one night. Well, but, yeah, Greg, because you guys got Raider Nation and they've got Latino Nation. So, well, now hold take, on, that's that's interchangeable though. Oh my gosh, I didn't say it. I didn't say I'm, it. I I can't say it. My dad was like, you can't. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I'm part of anyway. this. Anyone's got a problem with it? I I you know. Right. Part of my family. It's not a joke, really. But, uh. Well, Devon is bleeding. I know. Tell me another one. Uh, in the end, Anarchia holds Devon's leg, allowing Hernandez to hit him with the border toss for the pinfall win. <sighs> Freaking How Hernandez. How did they get away with using the word border toss, by the way? Uh, same reason they got away with Gringo Killer. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean Kill like that. It's a lot of uh, racial overtones in this company. I didn't realize that till now. Well, yeah, the whole LAX thing was all racial overtones. Yeah, so <laughs> Hernandez was a damn hoss to toss Devon over his damn head with that border toss, man. Like, I know. Holy it's like cow. Devon's a small dude, man. Hell no. He's a big one. He hit the border toss, and they pinned Devon for the win. Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. Ah, okay. I gave it two. What do you say? I was on the fence. I really liked it, so I did bump it to three. I thought it was fun. It was fun all right. I didn't, I didn't think it was horrible. I thought it was funny that, you know, they're like little, little, little Italy street fight. So they got like um, tables in the ring with like it looked like it was at a little Italian restaurant or something. <laughs> that was a stretch. Was, yeah. And then they had, you know, Mike Tanay was talking about they had that. And then they had the cage dancers outside, whatever. And they were like, oh, from, uh, you know, the the Italian restaurants to the strip clubs and blah, blah, blah. You know, just like little Italy, like, wow. I didn't think about that, but good. You and I have been to little Italy in New York. I did not ever see that. I feel gypped. Yeah. I didn't see one single strip club, but maybe I wasn't looking in the right place. We did just kind of walk to one restaurant and leave. Your dumbass just mapped out restaurants. See that that's your fault. I I hold (laughs) you accountable for that. Hey, you remember when I uh, when I said we should go to a strip club and you're like, no, we should go hang back at my apartment. 
That was a good call, dumbass. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, in the back, Jeremy Borash is standing by. The, standing by with the Austin Star, who says that Senshi is a fake warrior. Uh, Bob Backlund keeps walking around, and Star gets angry at him, uh, saying that he's going to physically change your channel, whatever the hell that means. It's uh, it's in code, okay? You'll know when he wants you to know. Yeah. It's like, is uh, obviously it's something to do with TV land or whatever. You remember he's announced from TV land? Yep. Yeah, like, <sighs> um, he had a whole list of guys he was emulating. One of them was Huggy Bear from uh, uh, Starsky and Hutch, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's back- new dog. You show some respect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Backlund then starts going off with big words before taking his jacket off like he's going to get into a fight. And Mike Tanay was like, what the hell did Bob Backlund even just say? <laughs> <laughs> Word to your mother. Yeah, right. But this next match is the Austin Star taking on Sen Shi in just under eight and a half minutes. In the end, Sen Shi reverses an O'Connor roll and then lays all the way back, touching his shoulders to the mat, but the ref counts three. Star thinks thinks he won, but the ref declares Senshi the winner. Uncle Dave gives it two and three quarters of a star. I give it two and a half stars. What say you? I gave it two. Only because we've seen better. Yeah, I expected more. I, mean, I feel like it was fine, but... I feel like that's my barometer for a lot of these matches. I'm like, we've seen so much better. I feel like yeah, I said I that on like, the show, but we have. But I feel like Star was, or Aries or whatever, was kind of holding back during this era a little bit. He just, I don't know. He wasn't the same. Is like when he returned, he was amazing. Here in this era, he was, he was fine. Put on decent matches, nothing that blew me away. I don't know. Maybe he had to. He had to, uh, as Jr. says, uh, go away and learn a new hold. <laughs> got to go away. The, right. Uh, but after the match, Austin Starr starts throwing chairs as Senshi leaves. He then grabs a mic and says that he demands that the match be restarted before sitting down in the center of the ring. Bob Backlund comes out and Looks starts. <laughs> uh, Bob Backlund comes out and, sl- and uh, Starr slaps him a couple of times. Then he turns his back to him, you know, like a smart person. And Bockl- uh, Backlund locks in the uh, cross-faced chicken wing. And then Starr slides out of the ring. And Backlund literally walks with him, keeping the hold locked on all the way to the back. I love that. <laughs> I was just like, why the hell is Bob Backlund here? This is like a joke that's been going on way too long. Well, you know what I was going to mention, too, about the joke? The whole chicken wing became a, a thing because he turned heel on Bret Hart on an episode of Superstars. Mm-hmm. And he used a chicken wing on him. And they're like, oh, my God, he didn't use that move in years. And then it became like the thing. Like, oh, yeah. Bob Backlund's here. We've got to have him do the chicken wing because he brought it back for that whole thing. Point being, he brought it back just for, for fun and it never went away. It lived forever. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I, I think it's because it was like, I mean, if he had, quote unquote, a finishing move back in the day, that was it. I don't think he really like did anything his, else. I, I feel like most of his run as champion and all of his old school matches were just roll-ups. I don't think he really had a finishing move. Yeah. Now, right. I could be very wrong on that, but like most of the highlights is usually him winning with a crossbody or backslide or roll-up or something. Yeah, right. So, 
I think it's it's like he needed to have something that, you know, it's like ah, when I lock this in, the crowd knows, oh, that's 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 a finisher, or, you know, something to make him pop, you know. So give him credit, though, for milking that for all it's worth. <laughs> yeah, right. That and that's some serious can, talent. You can spell. Yeah, right. <laughs> all you now, plebeians. I don't yeah, know why right. I love that word. He has, by the way. <laughs> he has to squeeze it in once a promo. <laughs> but now in the back. Jeremy Borash is in at Christian Cage's locker room with Cage and Tomko. Tomko's angry that Scott Steiner is pushing him around and says that Christian needs to tell Steiner that he's at the bottom of the group's pecking order. Steiner then comes in and starts bossing around Tomko and tells Christian that he won't work with Tomko anymore. Christian tells him to calm down and focus on the task of taking out Kurt Angle. Steiner says that he's not taking it anymore and he storms out. Cage then tells Tomko to go fix it. And Tomko storms out. Uh, I forgot about this era, by the way. Yeah. And then I I like Tomko uh, in TNA. I thought he was great. Yeah, I did too. I, I like the stuff he did with AJ. I like the stuff he did with Christian. He was cool. I thought he could have been a star. AJ, honestly, were one of the best teams TNA ever had. Not the yeah. best, but one of the best. Yeah, I know. It was just a weird thrown together team too, and it was it was good. I, I thought Tomko had a lot of potential to be a top guy after a while. It just he couldn't mind his P's and Q's, unfortunately. And I don't know. It, uh, he, he ended up going to Japan, and that was about it. But Did we now caught in the bathroom and stole doing droids or something like that. Yeah, I think I think he was shooting up heroin or something like that. I don't remember. Terrible. I know. That's why I said he couldn't he couldn't stay clean after a while, unfortunately. And I think he did roids for a while. I, I could be wrong on that, but I don't know. It's sad that that's the least of the two we just mentioned. Yeah, I know. We now go to footage of Christy Hemi crying about what happened to her at Final Resolution. Uh, now in the archives, by the way, go check it out if you want a recap of that. But uh, it was Kip James disrespecting her, basically. Uh, Kip then comes up, insults her, and then he dumps food on her before getting repeatedly slapped. Later, in Jim Cornette's office, Hemi, said, Hemi says that uh, Kip needs to be fired, and she wants to wrestle. Cornette says that he's going to let her wrestle. And that's uh, coming up to this, where we go to pre-show footage of Letitia Klein in Jim Cornette's office with Jim and Christy Hemi. Cornette says that Christy has been a pain in his ass, so he's booking her in a tuxedo match tonight. Ugh. That kind of confused me because I thought that was the men's version of the uh, evening gown match. Yeah, that's what I thought too, but apparently not. Yeah, with the great uh, Howard Finkel and, and Dr. Harvey Whippleman, oh, that was money, dude. Oh yeah, man. Uh, well, I you know I personally think of uh, Paul E. Dangerously and Jim Cornette, you know, back in that. Rock Promotions. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, Kip James, for all of you that don't know and aren't familiar, just tuning in to hear about what happened in TNA in 2007. Kip James was uh, Billy Gunn. So, what was it? Still Billy Gunn. Yeah. I thought he was just Billy now, but they're openly calling him Billy Gunn. So, his sons are... What did uh, what did they call him in the promo on, on Dynamite that I laughed at? Billy oh, Gunn and the, wow. and, Damn and it. the ass... The asses. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> the ass sons. I can't even remember now off the top of my head, but yeah. Either way. Oh, Billy Gunn and the ass boys. That was it. 
grief the ass family. <laughs> right, uh, you know what? It's, it's, I mean, it's their name. Yep. But up next uh, is Christy Hemi versus the big fat oily guy in a tuxedo Because match. hell yes. Got to get more of him on the show. Yeah, Two months in a row, by the way. Are we going for a track back up? Yeah, if you all <laughs> want to know who the big fat oily guy is, it's uh, he's a parody of Big Dick Johnson from WWE. Go, go Google it. You need no, no. Go Google it. You need to, you need to visualize well, I mean, yourself. Yeah, you need to see this. <laughs> Just type in TNA Big Fat Oily Guy. Boom. Uh, but make sure it sounds actually moronic. Oh. Wow. Well, make sure you put T N A because if you put T and A Big Fat Oily Guy, you might get something else that you don't want to see. I mean, you don't want to see this either, but you definitely don't want to see that. Uh, are you speaking from experience? Or? Let's move on. I, I'm just assuming. But anyway, this one went about two and a half minutes. At one point, Mike Tanay talking about the big fat... way too long. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but Mike Tanay talking about the big fat oily guy says, it must be jelly because jam don't shake like that. <laughs> what the That's hell? Like, that he's mean? like probably the last one uh, I would assume to say, uh, I think would say that. Yeah, right. But the big fat oily guy gives Christy a trip to the Batcave at one point. That um, Google it. I, that's all I can say. <laughs> dude, Bastion Booger, dude. I, you know, I just want to yep. say that name. I just want to say exactly. It, <laughs> uh, Christy loses her jacket and pants, but in the end, she strips the big fat oily guy down to win. Uncle Dave gave this negative three stars. <laughs> I gave it a dud. Did you even rate this thing? I didn't even rate it. No. Yeah. I, I tried fast forwarding it. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And luckily it was over before I knew. I was like, oh, okay, I'm glad I didn't. I might have like, jumped to the next thing. No. Yeah, right. Uh, Christy Hemi grabs a mic and says that she proved everyone wrong. And then Kip James comes out saying that he this isn't what anyone paid to see. And then he rips off Christy's shirt. She gets angry and storms off. Oh, God. We now go to the back. With Alex Shelley at a podium, he's in this big room, and in movie set chairs, we see Sanjay Dutt, Letitia Klein, Jay Lethal, and Kevin Nash. Uh, Shelley shows a video that he recorded of Tracy Brooks in a hotel room talking on a cell phone to someone saying, I love you. On the bed is the contract that says, rude. It abruptly ends when someone knocks on the door. And then we go to this. It is Dale Torborg uh, with A.J. Prezinski in his corner, taking on Lance Hoyt, a.k.a. Lance Archer, for any of you uh, AEW fans out there. And he has David Eckstein in his corner. This is Base Brawl. Yeah. Uh, this went five minutes, four seconds. On his way to the ring, Torborg takes a baseball bat to a Lance Hoyt action figure. That'll show him. He's probably worth a lot of money nowadays. Yeah, right. Uh, unfortunately, Mike Tanay reminds us that the, that uh, Torborg was the demon in WCW. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I think he was a straight. Didn't he say he was the strength He's the, coach for the White Sox? He was, yeah. He's actually the demon now, too. Last time I checked, he was still He's the still effing wrestling? Yeah, he was on... Was he on? Was he on? Yeah, he was on Dynamite. Oh, and then he was on the Major Pods uh, live show, I think. Oh, as a man. demon. Yeah. Well, the, the, 
And and how often are you going to see the demon and Swoggle in the same place, man? You you got to document that. See, hold on now. You joke, but it's probably more than you think. It doesn't really work with this. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> That's you sad. That one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sad. Well, that's a sad thing, though. It is probably a lot. <laughs> Grief. It is. Oh, back. Krasinski gets physically involved against Hoyt. When Hoyt goes up top, AJ hits him in the back with a chair uh, behind the referee's back, leading to a pin by Torborg. After the match, David Eckstein tells the ref what happened, and the referee starts the match, getting distracted again by Krasinski. David's brother, Rick Eckstein, slides a chair into the ring now, and David hits Torborg in the back with it, and Hoyt hits a falling forward F5 and gets the pinfall win. Uncle Dave gave it a fourth or a quarter of a star. I gave it a star and a half. We'll see. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he gave it four stars. <laughs> no. He said a four. Like a four. <laughs> uh, I gave it one. <laughs> I might have actually had to look up uncle Dave's address to give to you just so you could punch him. If he gave that four stars, uh, <sighs> not even in the Tokyo dome, dude. No, that, uh, this one wasn't good. I mean, it wasn't like the worst piece of crap I've ever seen. But the first good. one was pretty good. The first one was pretty decent, but you know, what, I mean, what was the first one? What was it? It was, it was, yeah. The, so the first space pro was uh, turning point 2005. It was saving, Torborg and Sanjay Dutt with AJ Brzezinski against the Diamonds in the Rough. That oh, was David Lord. Young, Elix Skipper, and Simon Diamond. Now, that one was a little more decent. Uh, Johnny Damon kind of got involved, too, so that was kind of funny. Oh, nice. Uh, this one was just brutal. Yeah, this one sucked, dude. <laughs> just thought it was funny. Uh, like, I mean, Damon, like, and I, you know, I was pretty pissed at Damon because he screwed us over to go to the uh, Red Sox. But I thought it was funny that he got involved. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was yeah. a couple of years prior to this, or it was earlier in the year prior to this. Yep. Yeah, just nobody's going to remember this crap in the future. That's all I can say. But after the match, and, I mean, they were just trying to, like, like oh, you know, maybe got a sports center moment because, you know, you have Brzezinski on there who's still an active player. Right. That's yeah. my only thought. I mean. Yeah, and didn't the, didn't the, uh, the White Sox just win this, the series? They did, yeah. It's yeah. the whole premise of this. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But after the match, Eckstein and Przinsky have a standoff with steel chairs in the middle of the ring. Back to the Pro- Paparazzi Productions backstage, where Kevin Nash asks Alex Shelley's, or asks about Alex Shelley's cinematography and what happened with Tracy Brooks. <laughs> Shelley says, "Cinematography, when, sorry, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know where you're going with that. Let's move on." <laughs> Uh, Shelley says that he modeled his shots after the flint bones and pulp friction. <laughs> uh, before now, his... I wrote that. Hold on, my note for that was are those are those tiles of porn movies? They have to be. I'm I'm going to assume they are. I wasn't going to look them up, but I mean, it sounds. I like wouldn't it. either, but uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, what kind of stuff he's into. I don't want to accidentally stumble into something. So yeah, let's no. Uh, <laughs> this sounds like serial porn movie names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before he sends it back to part two of the video, Shelly hides in a closet. <laughs> There's a lot of euphemisms. Uh, as uh, Tracy Brooks lets someone in the room, it's Eric Young wearing a nice shirt, carrying fake roses and gitter done chocolates that are half eaten. <laughs> uh, 
Tracy rips off Eric's shirt and says, this is my first time, too. Good Lord. So he's a virgin. Cool. So we just got the uh, another sexual overtone. Yeah. Uh, she then tells Eric that nothing can happen until he signs a contract. And that's the end of part two. We go into this. It's AJ Styles versus Rhino in a Motor City chain match. Went about 15 minutes. Both men are connected yeah, by the way. You got a good match on this card. Yeah, right. Uh, both men are connected by the wrists via a chain. You've got to climb a pole and pull down a key. A pole, bro. Because yeah, of course you do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what else would it be? Uh, AJ then gets the key first and ties Rhino to the top rope by the chain. Rhino still manages to gore AJ. And then the the key is like on the other side of the ring and Earl Hebner like puts his hands in his pockets and acts like he accidentally kicked the key over to Rhino. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like watching this when I feel like watching this live. I remember him doing it uh, just because he was pissed at AJ for something. I don't remember what I think it was the build up to this. Yeah, I can't remember either. But Rhino sets a table up in the corner, goes for a gore. AJ moves and Rhino goes through the table. This is a second time within two pay-per-views this has happened. AJ then pins him for the win. Still does it to this day. (laughs) Right. Uh, But uh, AJ pins him for the win. Wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, actually. I I, I can't say I thought it was going to be bad, but I was just like, a chain match? I I don't know. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it a star and a half. I gave it two and a half stars. What say you? I gave it two. They have a Whopper of a match coming up next month. Are we covering next month's pay-per-view? Yeah. So, yeah, they have a uh, a Whopper of a match coming up next month, which we're going to cover. Oh, is that, um, <laughs> is, uh, is that Elevation X? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> Yay. Excited it's for one of those matches where uh, on paper I thought it was going to be interesting, and then I quickly retracted. Uh, knowing anything is going to be in the style of a scaffold match, I just instantly am like... <laughs> So I hate and the fact matches. that uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but the fact that AJ hides most of it, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Good Tune Lord. in next month. You'll hear it. Or go watch but it back- at a time afterward. Whatever. Yep. Do a little bit of both. Back to Paparazzi Productions. Alex Shelley asks for predictions. He cuts off Letitia Klein and calls her Latoya. I mean, Debbie. <laughs> uh yeah. Then Lethal that was says, a thing, by the way. They called her every like name they could think of. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, Lethal says, well, I, he said, well, what do you think? And he's like, well, I keep asking her out, but she won't tell me. And he says, I mean about the movie, not whether or not she'll go out with you. <laughs> uh, Nash randomly asks Eric Young if, if Eric Young is an astronaut. I, I didn't get that one. Oh, uh, he is in space, so. Yeah. That's putting it lightly. We now go to part three of the video. We now go to part three of the video where Eric Young says he doesn't think that he should sign the contract. Tracy strips down to a bustier and uh, uh, and uh, Eric signs the contract right after. Tracy then tells him to close his eyes and wait while she freshens up. Then she leaves the room while Shelly hands uh, or uh, with Shelly rather and hands Eric's contract to Robert Rude in the hallway. She says, anything and everything for Robert Rude. And Shelly says, I guess anything and everything includes blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she's like, I don't want to know. 
back with the prop paparazzi. Move on. Back with the paparazzi productions, guys. Kevin Nash says, "I had more game than that when I was an embryo." <laughs> Uh, Bob Backlund uh, comes screaming in, chasing everyone off, uh, asking why they're showing pornography. <laughs> and he shouts at the production crew, saying that they're destroying the family, the country, and the world. He then turns and sees no one is there anymore and shouts, is anyone listening to me? <laughs> I got to be honest, I stopped about eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> but we now move on to the first. Uh, yeah, this is the first title match of the show. It is Chris Sabin defending the X Division title against Jerry Lynn in about 13 and a half minutes. In the end, when Jerry Lynn goes for... Lynn. Yeah, right. Oh, if anybody remembers that. <laughs> yeah, he did that a few times. I was like, you think that's cool or something, old man? Like, what the hell? But in the end, when Lynn goes for a cradle pile driver, his back gives out on him, you know, because he's old. No! Yeah. Uh, Saban rolls him up and grabs <laughs> the ropes... <laughs> <laughs> and gets the pinfall win. Uncle Dave and I actually both gave this three stars. What do you give it? I did too. I liked it. <laughs> this was pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. I just thought it was so stupid. I, I mean, like, oh. when it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he goes, he goes for the cradle pile driver and then he stops and he holds his back like, oh, my back. It's like, dude. They kept pushing how, like, he was an old man and, like, Chris Saban dressed up. Oh, like to be fair, that, that was the premise of the whole thing. That yeah, Can he still go? So, I in know. that I respect, like, I get it, but. You look at the, you look at his age, and it's like, it's you know, compa- back then, that was still kind of considered over the hill. Now it's like, you know, that's almost average anymore. I don't know. Backstage, we see Samoa Joe walking out of Kurt Angle's locker room. Back in the ring, Robert. Also, Rube real quick, great. have you noticed how many times in the backstage you see someone walking out of a door? That was one of my notes that I wrote down earlier for the mission. How many times yeah. was someone leaving a room to show? Like, what is he doing in there? <laughs> you don't want to know. I didn't pick up on it until right about now, I think. Like, damn, dude. Like, nobody seems to be going in the door. Everyone's leaving. Yeah, right. <sighs> but in the back, Robert Rude. Or I'm sorry, back in the ring, Robert Roode and Tracy Brooks come out with Eric Young's contract in hand. Roode calls Young to the ring and says that people love Eric because they see themselves in him and they're all worthless. Young then grabs a mic and Roode taunts him before taking the mic back. He lets Eric know that he signed a contract and now Robert Roode owns him. Roode says that if Young hits him, he'll fire him. And, you know, don't fire Eric and all that. It actually takes a really interesting turn in a couple of months. I will say I feel like all of this stuff with Young and Rude and everything and Tracy probably this is this is what I was referring to probably could have been relegated to Impact. Like, yep. I well, mean it is, I mean, it is, but yeah, yeah, it's recapped on Impact, but it should have been exclusively on Impact. Why are you putting this on pay per view? Good grief! It's like what people and, pay to see, and this is like two or three worth two or three weeks worth of material jammed into one pay-per-view it's weird rash tv bro yeah well in the back jeremy borash is standing, jeremy borash <laughs> is standing by again with christian cage and tomko tomko gets frustrated and walks away cage says there's no drama within his crew 
He then calls Kurt Angle Dr. Evil and says that he's about to find out whether or not his house is in order. Jim Cornette then walks up and reminds Christian that the NWA title can change hands via DQ. So if Tomko or Steiner get involved, Cage will lose a title. We already saw that a couple of months ago when Sting lost the title to, yeah, Sting lost the title to Abyss via DQ. Now in the archives. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, which one was that? Was that the final? It was uh, 06? Uh, Genesis 2006. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, now in the archives, it's uh, the first time that Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe faced off. So check that out. And it's real. The only thing I remember, like now that I'm thinking about it, like the drama between Steiner and, and Tomko, I remember something where Tomko lost a match where he had to uh, basically do whatever Steiner told him to do. And they're like walking in the building and Steiner's like, get my bags. And he's like going off on him. Do you, you notice that was a reoccurring theme with Steiner? He did that in, uh, on, when he was on Raw, too. Uh, for for Stacey's services. So. Oh, <laughs> or, yeah. And Steiner had to face Tess, and Tess had to become his service. Uh, he had to service him. Wow, it was a bad choice for us. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. His servant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, right. But up next, we get James Storm and Jackie Moore taking on Petey Williams and Gail Kim in an intergender tag team match. It went uh, eight minutes, 49 seconds. In the end, the referee has his back turned as Gail Kim gets an O'Connor roll on Jackie Moore. Jackie hits, uh, kicks Gail off and Storm forearms Gail in the face. And then Jackie pins her for the win. Uncle Dave gave it a star and three quarters. I gave it a star and a half. What do you give it? I gave it two. It was okay. Yeah, I felt it was below average. It just, I don't know. It was an intergender tag match, though, so I was like, eh, I didn't really expect much. And there for a while, I forgot about this era of James Storm where he had, if anybody doesn't know who Jackie Moore is, is Jacqueline. He had her with him. And I she was more she, Texas than he was. <laughs> well, that, that was what I was about to mention. She's, I think she's from Texas because she was Miss, yeah, uh, she like, was. I I think she was Miss Texas at one point or whatever was her name. And uh, yeah, she, like, wasn't the whole thing. She was the first black Miss Texas. Yeah, I think probably. But Something like that. yeah. And then, uh, well, the the thing is here, they're calling her the pride of Tennessee. That's like, um, it's quite, you know, north of Texas. <laughs> I don't know if they get along, but whatever. Uh, it was just for James Storm, I guess. Didn't she wear like a rebel flag cowboy, cowgirl hat or something? That I don't remember. I I, I wouldn't put it past them. I seem to remember her wearing that. That's like, hmm, I wouldn't go over well now, but whatever. I don't think <sighs> it went over well then. <laughs> well, then it was like people just was like, we don't like it, but we won't say anything about it. But after the match, James Storm grabs his beer bottle, but Petey hits a neck breaker on him. Jackie jumps on Petey's back, allowing Storm to hit Petey with a super kick. Super click! Uh, Jackie, hits a DDT. <laughs> Jackie hits the DDT on the referee for reasons. And Storm and Jackie go for the death sentence, but Chris Harris makes his return in an eye patch, throwing Jackie off of the top rope. Uh, James Storm then runs out, uh, runs out of the ring as Harris fires up in the ring. So... 
fires up in the ring. It sounds like Nate Diaz after a fight. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this, this is a different kind of fires up. But yeah, man, he, uh, he hey, it's for his glaucoma in, in the eye that he's got the patch over. I believe it. But if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, if you go back in the archives, listen to the last show, we talk about how Storm turned heel and smashed a beer bottle right into Chris Harris's eye and blinded him in the eye. So now he's back. He's wearing an eye patch. An all new Chris Harris. I like and Chris he, Harris, but yeah, we need an all new one. Yeah. And he uh, he starts wearing white, uh, which I didn't even, I don't know why I didn't piece it together until now. James Storm is wearing all black and he would wear all white. And Chris Harris's theme was actually a remix of the old uh, uh, America's Most Wanted theme, whereas James Storm got like a completely new theme song. But now in the back, Jeremy Borash is interviewing, Jer- Jeremy Borash is interviewing <laughs> Sting. He's wearing Abyss's mask. He says that James er, oh, James hell. Mitchell has been sucking the life out of Abyss. So after he locks Abyss in a cell tonight, he's going after Mitchell. And now. We go to this. Always, always smart to announce your plan, by the way, and you know, give the guy plenty of heads up. Oh yeah, and we'll see how well that went, you know, here in a second. This one is Abyss with James Mitchell taking on Sting in a prison yard match. It went about twelve minutes. <laughs> uh, so, the point of this is to lock your opponent into the solitary confinement cell, which is a horizontal bar shark cage, and then you win. Yeah. So, uh, I kept waiting bit, for the fire Russo chance. I think I was premature. It's not on this event. No, it's the last rights match, which I don't remember what paper that's at. I believe it's the next one we're covering. Destination X. I believe it's on that one too. Ah uh, man, it's on yes, Destination the fire X. Russo ch- yeah, the fire Russo chance is on the next paper we're going to cover next month. So <laughs> just you know, as a quick little teaser, it literally can get worse than this. There you go. Yeah. I thought aspects of this were clever, but all in all, it was dumb. I don't like they give I disagree up because match. I thought it was I thought it was clever for the uh, King of the Mountain. So in that for that reason, mm. I'm like yep, this is lazy. So yeah, yeah, this is they had to gimmick up literally every match these two had, and not normal gimmicks. These were weird gimmicks, uh, as we'll see next month. But uh, Abyss is wearing his red and black mask <laughs> I'm actually, now. I'm actually looking forward to watching this back now. <laughs> oh, I know. Me too. I can't wait. I, 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 think, I don't know if we're just sick in the head or what. I don't... <laughs> It'll be fun. But Abyss is wearing his red and black mask now in case you needed more comparisons to Kane. Uh, and Sting well, is wearing... I mean, no, he wasn't. Oh, yeah. He, was, he wasn't supposed to look like Kane whatsoever just you know the mask looked almost dead on but you know whatever uh, but Sting is wearing Abyss's black one throughout this whole match uh, Abyss goes to the back right away so Sting meets him there there are some cool spots done uh, when they actually get back to the ring Sting makes Abyss and uh, Mitchell both bleed Abyss makes a comeback eventually and rips his, the black mask off of Sting's face he goes to climb the cage, but then Sting power bombs him off and threw a barbed wire board laying on a table. Because of course. And Sting then He's throws a to be there. Well, well yeah. Well, I mean, uh, whenever again, you set a wrestling show, you always gotta set that up, right? That's day that's day one stuff. 
well, this is Exhibit A, you know, James Mitchell saying every time Abyss set up these weird convoluted weaponry and whatever, and he trips over his own dick and falls through it. <laughs> every time. Oh, but man. Sting then throws Abyss into the little cage, closes the door, and wins. This one was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, but, you know, whatever. I Then again, I thought it was going to be trash, so... Uh, Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter star. I gave it three stars. What say you? I gave it two. It was uh, not enough I, to get a one, but like uh, borderline. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed aspects of it. The the actual like brawling and whatever was fine. The stuff they did out in the parking lot area was kind of cool. But I don't know. After the match, Sting chokes a crap out of James Mitchell until security guards hit the ring and pull Sting off of Mitchell's body while Abyss reaches through the cage to him like, no! <laughs> Stupid. That is his dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think after that, we need to take our second to last break before we get into the main event here. <sighs> so we're going to take that break right after this. Main event time for the NWA world title. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way way back, mate. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, We have. We do do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Main I don't know why my <laughs> In the back, Jeremy Borash is with Kurt Angle, and he says that he's never seen him so focused. Angle says that tonight is about seizing the opportunity, and tonight he will win the NWA World's Heavyweight title. And now... The match. It's Christian Cage with Tomko in his corner taking on Kurt Angle. Christian is defending the NWA world title. And this went for about 19 minutes. 
Samoa Joe is the unofficial special enforcer for this match to prevent Tomko and Scott Steiner from interfering. The referee kicks Tomko out of ringside and sends him to the back right away. Uh, later in the match, AJ Styles runs out to distract Angle, and Samoa Joe chases him all the way to the back. This distracts the referee, which allows Cage to hit Angle with a chair, but he doesn't get the win. The ref gets bumped at one point, and Angle hits an Angle slam, but the ref takes forever to wake up, and Cage kicks out. Who's the ref? Uh, is it Rudy Charles, I think? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't That's remember. A thing. That's what I point out. It's a thing. Yeah, uh, but Christian bumps the ref again, and Tomko takes out Joe. Angle takes out Tomko. Scott Steiner tries to hit Angle with a lead pipe, but Angle clotheslines him out of the ring. Uh, Samoa Joe brawls with Tomko and Steiner to the back. Cage then taps to an ankle lock, but the ref is still down, so Cage hits Angle. I was Angle shocked at that, but that's never happened in the history of wrestling, a tap on the down. Oh, I know. So uh, Cage hits Angle with a lead pipe that Steiner left behind, hits the Unprettier, and wins. Uncle Dave and I both gave it three and a half stars. I would have given it more, but my God, this was overbooked. What say you? I literally said the same thing. I said I had it at four, and then I had to pull one back because, like, man, there's so much shenanigans. Still really damn good, though. You got – you've literally got Tomko, AJ Styles, Scott Steiner, Samoa Joe getting involved, a lead pipe, multiple ref bumps. My God. Like, this was stupid. And you for do these stuff two like guys, that, you know, not to play inside baseball, but you do stuff like that when the two guys are not that good and got a mask. It, these two guys are amazing. So I, I don't get it. Yeah, I know. You got two of your best wrestlers, and you're like, ah, we got a mask with a bunch of BS. This was, you know, WCW in its dying days right here. This was stupid. But what's Scott Stein. What's the uh, common denominator, dude? Bro, <laughs> gotta have run-ins, bro. Nobody wants to see wrestling, bro. All right, they want to see everyone get involved. Right. I hated this so bad. So Scott Steiner and Tomko run back out to celebrate with Christian Cage in the ring as the show comes to a close, and that will bring this to a close. Here, we're gonna take our final break of the podcast. When we come back, it's final ratings time, and we're going to tell you what's to come for the rest of the month here on the podcast. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Hey, gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around, TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. It's 15 years later for TNA against All Odds 2007. Final ratings time here. I, Internet Movie Database gives this 6.2 out of 10. Cage Match Net gives it 6.38 out of 10. I give it six or sorry, seven point five out of ten for a C. What say you? I gave it a C plus. I mean, yeah. it wasn't that great of an event, but it no. was memorable. I gotta give points for it being memorable as bad as it was. Yeah, I mean, I think the last half of the show was pretty damn good. But I don't know. The first half I of the just, show. I just I'm was, still like my my notes at the end is like where was like, where the hell was everyone at everyone going everyone just kept leaving like I said it was like fifty times someone was coming out of a door like yeah, yeah. like okay you know it's in the show it's like now I can say it were they all getting happy endings and getting ready for this favorite view what what was going on like we didn't know it was behind the damn door <laughs> well my thing was like uh you know the stuff that it, not just the paparazzi production stuff but why couldn't the Christy Hemi stuff have been on Impact well, now the paparazzi stuff I get because that was a big thing. So putting it on pay per view makes sense. Yeah. So that one I'll give a pass this to. Whole, but, yeah, but this yeah. whole thing throughout the entire night, it just like and that that in ring segment with with Rude and Young, like I don't know. I just thought it was. No, no, I, I agree. Just and then the way the pay per view ends too. Yeah. I don't know. And that prison yard match was just. Something to behold. Well, <laughs> well, like we said, you know, doing the 2007 chronologically with TNA, something better is about to come next month. Wink, wink. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's next yeah. month, though. But I don't want to jump too far ahead. But yep. Yeah, that's coming in. up. Uh, well, you know, and next month, man, is WrestleMania month. That and uncensored. So, you know, dude, keep hell yes. Yeah, I mean, right. watch it censored on the on the plane ride over to Dallas. Actually, now I think about it. Damn well, better. They should broadcast it for everybody to watch on the plane ride over. <laughs> uh, no, you need to fly to Texas. Uh, no, you need to fly to Texas because people out there might shoot you when you deplane. Uh, folks, this is your captain speaking. Uh, due to what we just saw, I'm taking this plane down now. <laughs> I'm gonna end your misery. Yeah, right. Then I stand up and say, you're welcome. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, coming up for the rest of the month, we're wrapping up the shortest month of the year. Next week is double main event week. First, on Wednesday, we're going to hit you with ECW Cyber Slam 1996. It's our, first ECW... <laughs> it's our first ECW show of the year, actually. Uh, it's the first one we've covered in a while. 
I haven't seen the show yet, so I, I don't really know if it's good, bad, or indifferent. But for I haven't either, but I'm going to take an educated guess. <laughs> right. Um, but for the bonus show, we're going to cover WWF Raw is War from February 3rd, 1997. It's its 25-year uh, anniversary, and it is the first ever two-hour Raw. So look forward to that. I, I've never seen it, so I'm looking forward to seeing it for the first time ever. And we went from 96, ECW, 97, Raw, and now February of 98, closing out the month on February 23rd. It's WWF's No Way Out of Texas, 1998. So that's another one you're I've never seen. Be glad. I think you're going to be glad we covered this one. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen it before. Uh, it's the pay-per-view right after the Royal Rumble. So, uh, and Royal Rumble 98 was a big historic one. The under bro, the undertaker got set on fire, bro. Gone forever, bro. I was there, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing this. The first, all of these are first watches for me. That's why I love doing this podcast. Cause I get to go back and see stuff that I didn't realize I've never seen before. Well, that's why I love it or why I hate it. It depends on what, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, that'll wrap up February. And then we'll uh, go full steam ahead right into March. we got a lot of great stuff planned for you in March. WWE 2K22 drops next month in March. So happy about that. And uh, For now, uh, it's the final product, but I am too. I'm trying to be optimistic. Right. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but we've seen this before. <laughs> and we've got three WrestleMania reviews uh, planned for next month. Looking forward to those as well. Greg and I both agreed on... Uh, what three we feel best deserve our attention this year. And, of course, we'll keep move, moving ahead with uh, TNA Destination X 2007 in our uh, romp uh, through 2007 in TNA. But either way, uh, thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And we will see you all next week for Double Main Event Week. It is CyberSlam 96 and Raw's War from February 3rd, 97. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.